Welcome everybody to the It's My Turn to Talk podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Ardonias. Today we're talking Super Bowl 57, and I also wanted to address the scandal that went down with New Mexico State men's basketball, so we're going to get into both. Let me just say, this Super Bowl had all the trimmings of a very good game, and it was one of the better and more exciting Super Bowls I've seen in a little while. Each player played their best game, and you could tell right from the jump it was the first and second best quarterbacks both playing each other. Two-time MVP Patrick Mahomes and an uppercumber fiery star in Jalen Hurts. MVP and runner-up. You couldn't ask for a better matchup. And judging by their play, they really showed out. I'm going to start with the losing team first. Jalen Hurts, 27 of 38, 304 yards, four total touchdowns, and three rushing. He did everything for the team. I mean, he showed out. He made all the throws. If you saw some of the, you know, over-the-shoulder throws that he had to A.J. Brown, um, it was just like they had during the season. He had the same success um, and some of the tight passes to – uh, Devontae Smith, and then that Dallas Goddard toe-dragger, that was a good ball. Um, and he, how do I say, he looked composed the whole time. He played a near-perfect game. Uh, he really did, um, except for the fumble that happened in the first half. And I know it was early on, but, I mean, let's call it like it is. KC got seven points out of it, so and they ended up winning by three, so it still had some effect on them. Uh, or, yeah, some effect on, you know, on the game. Um, but he um, he was definitely playing like the runner-up who wanted to out, outdo the uh, the MVP, um, and, and he did just that. He should be so happy with how he played. Nick Sirianni, um, Philly Nation, um, they should all be very pleased with Jalen Hurts' performance. Um, and he he's only going to get better. Um and he, you know, he he nearly outplayed Patrick Mahomes for four quarters. He really did. Um, and he, no doubt, is about to break the quarterback market next year. I would not be surprised if he hits the upper, you know, the upper um, 40s to the 50s in terms of millions um, per year. Um, he's going to get Patrick Mahomes money, and rightfully so. Um uh, I mean, we're in a different day and age. The NFL is raking up money every day. So pay the quarterbacks. You know what I mean? And that's what Jalen Hurts is going to prove yet again. Um, he was sensational yesterday. Uh, he, he played just how he did during the regular season. Um, and they should be proud. And I know I said that he played four quarters better than Patrick Mahomes almost. And so did the Eagles. Um, until the they played three good quarters, um, they had – success on offense they weren't running the ball very well and that's thanks to KC's um, growing uh, defense um on defense I know the Eagles were stout all season but I mean come on give them a break they were playing Patrick Mahomes when two defenses are two fiery teams both play each other you can't expect it to be low scoring I mean you got Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes and each of their offenses going against you know what I mean like 
you're not this is the type of game you should expect out of teams like this and uh it had the makings of a great Super Bowl it really did so shout out to the Eagles who put forth a great effort but let's call it like it is the Kansas City Chiefs are truly a dynasty they are mirroring the dynasties of the Patriots um in the early 2000s to the um teens in the 2000s um they're just how do I say it? How do I say it? They are able to make it look like it's really a veterans versus everybody else type of game. And it starts with Andy Reid. It really does. Um, you see co- young coaches um, like Matt LaFleur. Um, I know I always say LaFleur because that's what uh, Stephen A. Smith would call him, but Matt LaFleur, whatever. Um, Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan. Guys like that, they're all younger and they play, they have a younger mindset, they play younger. Um, but Andy Reid, then again, always shows that he can move with the times. You know what? I'm gonna say this Andy Reid is one of the best coaches ever. He, he really is. I know he doesn't like to be called or be told that he's in the same breath as other the other great coaches, but he really is, man. He moves with the times, he is still young in his. Play calling, no, I mean, he did great. Him and Patrick Mahomes really feed off each other, and Andy Reid really knows what to do um, with his offense. Um, And it starts with Patrick Mahomes. It really does. Uh, He, first of all, played with the bum ankle. He was tough, um, and he did what an MVP, and he did what Patrick Mahomes was supposed to do. Um, You can see after every run, he was, um, you know, tagged by the ankle, and uh, he was – how do I say it? He was really playing through an, through an injury, and, but you can tell by the guy Patrick Mahomes is um, in the magnitude of this game. Uh, he, he wasn't going to get out. He, he wasn't not going to play. Um, I know it would have been kind of cool to see Chad Henney. Um, I was talking to a cousin of mine. He's a Dolphins fan, um, and uh, he reminded me. He's like, uh, Chad Henney's the backup quarterback on the Chiefs. I was like, oh, yeah, I would it, it would be kind of cool to see him, you know, throw a pass just because I just remember Chad Haney as a kid. Uh, but, and I think he, he ended up retiring after this game. I saw somebody shared on Instagram that he uh, um, was calling it quits after this and he was like posing with a Bud Light can and stuff. No, it's it a really cool way to get out. It, I mean, to go out. Um, but, uh, no, you weren't going to keep Mahomes out of this game. He needed to show that he was still the baddest man on the planet, and, and he, he really is. He literally is the LeBron James of the NFL. Um, he is the type of guy that, same thing like Andy Reid, it's a veteran mentality playing against all these other guys that are playing catch-up. Um, and he had a, a, a great fourth quarter, and he was able to you know, take his team to win. Um, he, he did everything he, he needed to do. I know everyone's going to say about the James Bradbury holding call, but I mean, do you call a call like that as a referee at a time like that, at, at a game like this? You shouldn't, but even Bradbury himself, he, he said he was holding, he was just hoping that he didn't get the call. Um, so I know I wouldn't call a, call a ticky tack, you know, penalty like that at, at, with the game of this magnitude, but it was still holding and you can't hate on the guy, hate on the ref for doing that. 
Um, I know there was a bunch of memes on Twitter with uh, the referee and Patrick Mahomes doing a jersey swap and people saying it's rigged. I even have uh, a group chat, uh, that group chat that I always go back to about uh, some, you know, uh, but this time it was, uh, oh, man, the NFL's rigged. That's why I don't watch it. Like, stop. Usually all the people who say the NFL's rigged are all the fans of teams that didn't make it. Like, the NFL is not rigged. Um, you're, I mean, it's it's how it goes. He was tugging his jersey, and he, and he got called. I mean, it is what it is. It's not like the Chiefs didn't deserve to win. I mean, they outscored the Eagles 17-8. to eight. In the fourth quarter, um, and if you really want to blame anybody, blame the Eagles' front seven. <laughs> um, on that last drive, Mahomes, I think it was 35 yards, uh, Greg Olson called it. Um, that run to extend uh, extend the drive, I think it was like second and 12. And, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is not fast by any means, uh, but he just went straight up the middle and the de- Eagles front defensive front seven couldn't even snag them. So if you really want to talk about a losing play or a play that they lost the game on, I mean, it's that one. Come on. But Mahomes did what he had to do. And by the numbers, this guy is having an amazing career. Like if if it ended right now or if he for some reason wanted to call it quits, um, He'd be a Hall of Famer, first ballot. Like, let me give you these numbers through the first five seasons as a starter, Patrick Mahomes. First five seasons, these are the numbers. Check this out. Two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, three Super Bowl appearances with making it to the AFC Conference Championship in five games, um, five years in a row, anyway. Um, He's been a pro bowler every year. He started... He's been the NFL Offensive Player of the Year twice. Oh, I'm sorry, once. And he's won 12-plus games in every season that he started this year. However you want to slice it, Patrick Mahomes is on a Mount Rushmore by himself. Um, He's really the king of the NFL, and he's leading a dynasty. Um, He really is. And it's really Patrick Mahomes and everybody else. And everybody else. The AFC is loaded with talent. You got Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Tua, Lawrence, um, all those guys. But Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. And, I mean, you know what else is crazy is that this guy's not even 28 years old. Like, look at how late quarterbacks play now. I mean, in their mid to late 30s. Um, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to play up into their 40s like Tom Brady. But if you had to bet some money like mattress like mattress macwood or something <laughs> he uh pat patrick mahomes at least got six or seven years left i mean in six or seven years if someone told me i bet you the chiefs are going to win at least two or three in seven in the next seven years okay i would say the same thing they've proved it that they are the uh, juggernaut of the nfl and they also proved let me emphasize this they also proved you can win by paying a high quarterback um, or paying high for a quarterback. I know a lot of people think that, uh, you know, you when you break the bank for a quarterback, you can't win. You'll never win. I mean, they even say that about Dak, but Dak's not even in the same breath as Mahomes. That's beside the point. But, yet, yes, you can win. Um, and if you're able to groom your younger players, your role players, 
into quality starters, you can win with uh, still being a high-paid quarterback on your cap. Because, I mean, I know when teams win the Super Bowl or teams are, you know, well off like the Chiefs are, they're going to end up being losing some players because they can't pay them all eventually. But in the moments that they do have young role players, I mean, they get it done. It is what it is. You can't hate on them from that. And you also got to applaud them losing Tyreek Hill and still being this dominant. Like, trade Tyreek Hill, like trade him out of the offense, and then you have Pacheco, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore. Like, I would trade the impact of those players for the trade of Tyreek Hill. Pacheco is a hard runner, man. Sky Moore has glimpses of being a good slot receiver. And Kadarius Tony finally... Um, he's got speed. He can do what Tyreek Hill can do. They're not the same type of person, but he's a Tyreek type. He's um, fiery. He's bouncy. He's quick. They have all the weapons they that they need, and you know what? They can do it again next year. I would not doubt it. So this game was great. The quarterback battle was great, and I don't think they emphasize enough of the that it's MVP versus runner-up, best quarterback versus second best. I don't think they emphasize that or publicize that enough coming into the Super Bowl. I think, honestly, and with all due respect, they focus too much on the Kelsey brothers, and they focus too much on this being a battle or the first Super Bowl with two African-American quarterbacks. I get the significance, but what should have been the number one was best quarterback versus second best, MVP versus runner-up. Um, and, and they proved it. Um, they both played near perfect games, and this was a really great Super Bowl uh, for everybody involved. It was a Super Bowl atmosphere. All the stars were aligned. Um, the halftime show was eh, but it uh, it featured a star. So this was just a star-studded Super Bowl, um, and it was it was great all around. Everybody in the household that I was in, um, most of them were going for the Eagles. Uh, my little brother, who's 12, and my grandpa, they're the only ones I know that are Eagle fans that I know, like, ever. Um, so I also did want them to win for those two. Um, and, you know, I won there in my division, NFC East, so I just wanted to keep it in the family. So um, I wanted the Eagles to win, but I respect the Chiefs for who they are. Man, it must be nice to have a dynasty. Man. Every time it gets to the Super Bowl, I'm always like, damn, Dallas should be here. Dallas should be here. Not that they actually should, but like, man, would it feel good to be a Chiefs fan? Just dominant, jealous, definitely jealous. And uh, something funny is that uh, my little brother, when they lost, you know, he was mad and stuff like that. But I had to tell him, like, dude, your team is on the rise, the the – future in Philadelphia is up um, and then I know it's just when I hear fans like that or even my wife sometimes uh, this isn't a diss but uh, when she tries to you know state that you know the Seahawks stink right now you know this and that she's a big fan but she's kind of like me she's realistic I'm like to her and to my brother who's an Eagles fan you guys have celebrated a lot of success recently I mean the Seahawks are before the last few years, they were in the postseason every year, deep in the postseason. Um, and now the Eagles um, being relevant, 
and you know coming off of their last Super Bowl being only five years ago like that's great to be a part of shoot I mean in my whole career I'm my, my career geez here I'm getting ahead of myself but since I've been alive Dallas has won three playoff games they've done nothing for me I should be the one who's sad that my team's disappointing me <sighs> very sad you know but you know one day one day great Super Bowl I can't say anything else oh. next year it's in Vegas that's gonna be pretty cool you want to talk about star studded there's gonna be a bunch of people there um, it'd be nice to go to that game I bet you the tickets are expansive because I even know that these tickets uh, to this game you know it's a, it's a big game but the nosebleed seats I saw them and they were like six thousand dollars just imagine what the nosebleed seats are gonna be in Las Vegas for that game. And imagine if it was Patrick Mahomes in it again in Vegas. That would be huge. If for a Super Bowl like that, they need to bring a star again for for the halftime show. Like, if Drake was ever going to do a halftime show, this next year is the year he should because it's on a huge stage. Just saying. So, Drake, you know what? I, I doubt you listen to my podcast. But... You need to do the Super Bowl halftime show next next year. Come on. It's going to be huge. And just imagine if Dallas was in it. Oh, my goodness. Okay, one can dream. One can dream. All right. Let's move on. Great Super Bowl, but let's go. Oh, but before I go, did you see how they were booing Dak Prescott? I mean, I know you guys are Eagles fans, but he just won Man of the Year. Show some respect. Jesus. They were just throwing shade all all game, or I mean, all together, because they were even hit. I heard a boo for, uh, or I seen some boos on Twitter for uh, LeBron James. What are they booing him for? I was trying to think, like, why don't Eagles fan like the Cowboys, or I mean, like the Cowboys, like LeBron James? I was trying to put it together, like, what makes them not like him? Or same thing for Chiefs fans, like Kansas to LeBron. Like, I couldn't figure out, like, why they would be even be booing him, but he did a perfect response. He was like crowning himself. Good response because I mean, he is the king. Shout out to him for breaking the record this past Tuesday. That was amazing. I should have did a little podcast on that, but you know. Anyway, next I want to go to the scandal that was in New, um, for that surrounds the New Mexico New Mexico State men's basketball program. They have been. I think it was last. Was it Friday? Yeah, I think it was Friday that the team season was suspended and you know indefinitely till further notice um, after al- allegations that there was haze- teammate hazing um, involved this season inside the locker room. But I guess the NCAA and even the Western Athletic Conference, who New Mexico State is a part of, they launched a further investigation. So they decided to suspend the season altogether. Um, and that's, that's huge. Um, that has a lot of sanctions on it. There's a lot revolving around this team. They have this year's thing going on, but also remember back in November, let me remind people back in November, a player by the name of, um, Mike Peaky was it, is it Peaky or Peak or Pike? Um, um, he, I believe he killed a university of New Mexico state, um, student, 
Um, it was supposed to be in self-defense. I guess they, like, lured him um, somewhere, and I don't really know what happened. But all in all, he ended up, you know, uh, and that was a big deal, too. That already opened a lot of eyes around the university, like, investigations, like, who else was involved, yada, yada, yada. Um, and now this, hazing, I, I forget that hazing's a pretty big deal. Um I remember we heard it kind of in professional sports for a while, like the Richie Incognito thing, um, the Michael Sam situation. But I think those were those were different because for various reasons that I don't need to mention. But um, all in all, like, like, how do I say it? Uh, most notably, New Mexico State is nine and fifteen on the year. Uh, they are two and ten in conference play like they weren't going anywhere anyway they were last place in their conference but i mean this is a big deal um because i mean new mexico state's not a big school the western athletic conference ain't a big conference so um for there to be allegations you know surrounding this um type of uh, basketball program it's pretty huge and i think actually you know what their coach i heard um i think his name is greg uh Hayer or greg here uh he's in his first season and dang what a crappy time to try to start your college coaching career like that must that must be bad but we're gonna have to keep an eye on that because that's uh that's pretty big especially in today's day and age you know where you know kind of when things happen that are, that surround events like this you know it gets you know people care about it a little bit more and you know to teach his own but um, so we're gonna have to keep a track on that going forward. But that's all I got for you guys today. It was a great Super Bowl. Um, it had all the trimmings. Um, it gave us exactly what they wanted. The only problem I have with the Super Bowl is I w didn't win on those dang football squares. I know a lot of people probably do those, you know, football pickums or football squares that a lot of families do. But I never win on those. I think I went on like the smaller pot ones, but like, like this year, I think I put out like a buck 50 in terms of football squares and didn't even win one, but you know, it is what it is. I guess I wasn't meant to win. You know what that means? I think that's God saying, you know what? Right now you do not need to win this football poll because next year I'm going to go reward you with the Cowboys deep Super Bowl run. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. That is straight sarcasm. I'm getting ahead of myself. That that's not going to happen. I'm still salty on the season. Let let's not get that. Let's not get into that. But that's all I got for you today. Thank you for joining joining me. Um it's going to I'm going to keep trying to bring the energy, keep trying to bring out great material. Um so if you guys keep um sharing um my episodes keep listening to my episodes show some love i got a lot of great content to put out but as for now thank you for listening to this um february 13th 2023 um episode i'm your host desmond ardonias this is the it's my turn to talk podcast we'll talk soon until then i'm out